Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 72, and I'm Diana. There's no Stephanie here today. She should be back at our next episode, though. This episode's going to be a bit different, not just because Stephanie's not here, but we're trying something different today. We're just going to tell a story. And to tell you the truth, I stole this episode idea in a way from one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, No Crying in Baseball. So No Crying in Baseball is a, pod, a baseball podcast, obviously, done by two women. And they have something called, quote, baseball boyfriends from every major league baseball team. And they take turns going through each team and each host picks a baseball boyfriend from each team. And then they spend, I don't know, say, give or take 10 minutes telling you about this person and, and, and why they pick this person. Usually it's because of like some good deed or something above and beyond that they did in addition to their baseball skills. And so I really enjoy listening to to these stories and getting to know new players and then learning more about players, you know, that I already know about. But the story about Seth Beer is one that just really hit me. Um, so I had to go learn everything I could about him. And I felt like his story would really resonate with our audience because it's all about how hard work, determination, and family support can really take you far. So I hope you enjoy learning about Seth Beer if you don't already know him. Seth Beer is a rookie with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He had his debut September 10th, 2021, and in his very first at-bat, he hit a home run. This was as a pinch hitter. He continued to play or make plate appearances in the next few games, uh, so he went four for nine with a walk. And then in his first start, you know, so his first, like, defensive start, first inning on the field, unfortunately... He dislocated his shoulder, had to leave the game, and then lo and behold, a couple weeks later, last September, he had shoulder surgery to stabilize his shoulder because it sounds like this is not the first time it's happened. So we're rooting for Seth Beer to rehab and get better and hopefully make a strong appearance next year. But in the meantime, I wanted to talk about his road getting to this place. So starting at eight years old, um, even though it sounds like Seth played a lot of different sports, I saw mentions of football, hockey, uh, baseball, obviously. But from eight years on, he was focused on swimming. And at 10 years old, he told his parents he wanted to go to the Olympics. He was so focused, he would even write his swim goals on his baseball hat. And then he would wear that baseball hat everywhere, you know, to keep those goals center in his mind. So keep that part in mind. When he told his parents he wanted to go to the Olympics, his parents wanted to do what they could to help. So they kind of modeled this after Derek Jeter's parents, and they made a contract for him. And the contract basically laid out, you know, here's what we think you need to do. Here's what we'll do. So you hold up your end of the bargain. We'll hold up ours. He was on a, it sounds like basically a travel swim team, Swim Atlanta, and that took him to States as a 10-year-old. You have to be pretty good to make it to the States in swim, but it sounds like he did not finish anywhere near first. And he was pretty disappointed in his performance. It sounded like his, his teammates were kind of teasing him over his poor times. But it sounds like that's something that took Seth and just really motivated him the following year. So as an 11 and 12-year-old, he, he's up at 4 o'clock in the morning. He's swimming six hours a day. His parents homeschooled him so that he could have this rigorous schedule and so that they could take him to swim meets all around the place. And... When he wasn't swimming, he would hit off the tee. He was hitting hundreds of balls off the tee. In the 11 and 12-year-old age bracket, he set at least three records. His favorite event were the short backstroke events. 
He said that that was the most rigorous stroke because it was very taxing on his legs, core, and especially his shoulders due to like the individual movements. They're not moving together at once. So I just brought that up because it makes you wonder if that could have somehow led to the issues that he had with his shoulder this year. Not sure. But just to give you an idea of how good he was and maybe how realistic this Olympic dream was at the time, he broke the old, the previous 50-meter record. This is a national record by over a second. And the 100-meter record that he broke had previously been held by Olympic gold medalist Ryan Murphy. So he was on the brink of being invited to the 2012 U.S. Olympic trials as a teenager. And his parents were talking about you know, discussing travel plans for London and looking ahead to Rio. And at the same time, his parents are spending all kinds of, obviously, their time and money on this sport. I appreciated learning about this because I didn't realize how expensive something like swim could be. Um, But they purchased a travel trailer so that they could take that around and avoid staying in hotels at the events. They were purchasing special swimsuits from him that went from the waist to the ankles. And these were $500 a swimsuit. They were like this incredibly delicate material that you had to wear gloves when you were putting these on. They came in like a little egg-shaped case. And you could only wear them for two or three events before they completely disintegrated. And then you had to buy a new $500 pair. So while he's doing all this swimming, he's still playing baseball. Um, he's. It looks like this is kind of how he's blowing off steam. This is his side gig. This is just something he's doing for fun. The team he's on is the Georgia Road Runners, coached by Paul Bird. Paul Bird was in the MLB from 95 to 2009, and he'd been a starting pitcher. So since Bird had just recently retired at the time, Beer was getting, you know, some pretty awesome batting practice from his coach. And it sounds like he was coach was throwing him every pitch that he had in his arsenal and he was just amazed at how quickly beer was adapting to all of his pitches and so that led to him telling beer that he actually thought that that beer was talented enough to hit in the majors someday so at the time seth was thinking about quitting baseball at the end of that year because he was going to be 14 he wanted to spend all his time and energy focusing on swim and doing what he needed to do to get into the Olympics for that. But that seed had been planted by his coach. So he calls his coach to say, hey, I just need to know, like, were you really serious? Like, you know, did you really mean this? He couldn't get it off his mind. Um, And his coach tells him, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't tell you that if I didn't mean it. And so his mom's crying. This is an incredibly emotional decision. Their whole family has just been completely involved in this process supporting him as swim parents, swim family, and he changed his mind. Instead of focusing his energies on swim, he decides to focus everything he's got on baseball. So even though his parents are completely devastated when he has this change of heart, you know, and I can imagine after everything that they've gone through to support his swimming dream, it's, it's reasonable. It would be devastating, but they decide to support him and they draw up a new contract. And they say, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's what we'll do to help support you. And, you know, eventually Beard decides he wants to go to a college where he's going to be remembered and ultimately that he wants to play in the majors. His mom said, if Seth's got a goal, get out of the way. The best we can do as parents is just fan that flame. So I absolutely love that advice. So he quit swimming. He played baseball as a 14-year-old. It looks like that 14-year season was not nearly as successful as he had been hoping. 
So he had a lot of doubts and, you know, wondering, did he make the right decision? He believed that every day you missed being in the pool, that set you back three days. So by taking a year off of swim, that really was going to set him back three years. And, you know, was this something he was going to be able to recover from? But with that said, he did end up swimming in high school. He would show up after not having swam at all for the past two to three months. Um, He'd swim with the team and then kind of go beat everybody in their meets. He did end up getting fourth in states. So he was still a pretty darn good swimmer. His sophomore year of high school, he had transferred schools, and it was reported that he went up to his coach and said, I'm Seth Beer. I'm here now. We're going to win states. And that year they did. They were the Class 6A champions of Georgia in 2014. He was still being scouted by college coaches for both swim and baseball. And top schools like Auburn and Georgia were even offering to let him do both sports. He felt like he really needed to just focus on one or he wasn't going to be nearly as successful as he could be. So he's still trying to figure out what to do about college when he ends up having to take his sister to Clemson for a volleyball tournament. His mom suggests that he reach out to the coach while he's there. And at the time, Clemson wasn't really on his radar. But he ended up absolutely falling in love with the school. And it also so happens that Clemson had just dropped their swim program the year prior so he decided, you know, that was like a really good thing because now he wasn't he wouldn't be tempted to try to do both. If he went there, he was fully committing to baseball. He was going to be all in. He becomes so focused on going to Clemson that he actually figures out what he needs to do to graduate early so that he can start playing at Clemson in what should be his senior year of high school. So he ends up taking extra classes, um, not having much of a social life at all because he's, all his energies are going into playing baseball and doing extra schooling. And he enrolls in Clemson University in January of 2016. So again, he should just be starting like his second semester of high school. He's extremely successful in college. In fact, as a freshman, as, an, as a young freshman, he comes out as one of the best players in college baseball. He finished that season with a batting average of 369, 535 on base percentage, 70 ribbies, 18 home runs. And then I liked this stat. In 203 at-bats, he only struck out 27 times, yet he walked 62 times. His performance that year led Seth Beer to be named Baseball America's Freshman of the Year. He was the first freshman ever to win the ACC's Player of the Year. And most notably, maybe, he ended up in Omaha the Friday before the College World Series there to accept the Dick Hauser Trophy. And if you're not familiar with the Dick Hauser Trophy, that's supposedly comparable to the Heisman. I had to look up how that was different than the Golden Spikes Award. It's very similar. It's supposed to go to the best player in college or amateur baseball, as I believe what the Golden Spikes Award says, but must just be different organizations. Same idea. So it's this very prestigious award. He's actually the first freshman to ever be honored with this award. But at the very same time, in 2016, in Omaha, literally just down the road, the U.S. Olympic swimming trials are going on. So it's interesting because he could have been there at that moment in time, at that exact moment in time, regardless of whether he goes the swimming route or whether he went the baseball route. And if you remember when I mentioned earlier that he would write some of his goals on the brim of his baseball hat, one of those hats that he'd written on actually said Omaha 2016. When I first heard that, that just completely gave me chills, Um, you know, to see that he did reach his goal. 
Um, it's maybe not the goal he even knew he was setting for himself at the time, but he ended up there anyway. So I just think that that Seth Beer is the perfect person to personify what you can do when you have a goal in sight. You know, as he's in college, he decides he wants to do what he can do to get to the big leagues, and he ends up being a first-round draft pick. He more or less zooms his way through the minor leagues outside of maybe a tiny hiccup when he gets traded. He got traded as part of the Zach Greinke deal from the Astros to the Diamondbacks. And it kind of slowed down the rest of his 2019 season a bit, but he quickly bounced back in the fall. And I'm just really excited to see what can happen this coming year. Um, one thing that I, who knows what his goal is at this point in time, because he's made it to the bigs, but it sounds like there are some concerns potentially about his defense. He was a outfielder in high school. He was an outfielder in college, but it, it looks like he's not quite as fast. It says not quite as fast on land as he is in the, in water. So he was moved, the Astros moved him to first base, and that's where the Diamondbacks had tried him as well. It looks like he would possibly be the best fit as a designated hitter. So if the National League ends up adopting that, that could end up being a natural role for him. If not, then he might need to really focus on continuing to improve his defense even more so he can be taken seriously as a first baseman. But rooting for Seth Beer, I hope you are too. I also wanted to let everybody know that while Stephanie and I have tried our best to have an episode come out every single week, we're going to be slowing down our episodes a bit. Um, I don't know if we're going to commit to an every other week launch or maybe even once every three or four weeks at times, but we absolutely are committed to keeping the podcast going. We're still really enjoying it. However, we, our personal lives are getting busier and busier, and we are having a hard time finding a commit, a constant time or a consistent time, I should say, to sit down and record this. So I think most travel ball parents can relate. Um, you never know where your kids are going to have you taxiing them at any point in time. But don't panic if you don't see an episode come out on a Friday for a week or two. We're probably just we've got something in the works and we'll have something coming out the next Friday. In the meantime, make sure to keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Moms in Baseball. And join our Facebook group, Parents in Baseball, and we'll try to keep you up to date. Otherwise, we'll see you next week or maybe the week after. 